0: Hello and welcome to Crescent Church Sunday evening service. This week we're going to be continuing to work our way through the book of Joshua and we're delighted to have Chris Wright back with us. Um, Before we begin, I'm just going to commit our time to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, the great God of the universe, all-powerful, all-knowing, yet kind and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Thank you, Father, for loving sinners like us, for bringing people like us into your family, adopting us as your children. Thank you, Father, for the Lord Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, the image of the invisible God, the one who upholds the universe by the word of his power, the one who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant and being nailed to a cross that we, vile and helpless might be redeemed by his precious blood lord we bring before you our world how uncertain things seem at the moment father how hazy the future seems but lord even the darkness isn't dark to you the night is bright as the day for darkness is as light with you we're so thankful lord that we can trust an unknown future to an all-knowing god We pray specifically for our government at this time as they try and make wise choices. We ask, Lord, that you would guide them with their choices, preserve life, preserve jobs and protect the mental health of our nation. May our country be more united, we pray, Lord. We also pray for a vaccine. Please help those scientists doing research in this area. Lord, we also want to pray very especially for those who've lost loved ones over the past few weeks, and we think particularly of those closely connected with Crescent Church in this regard, the Boyd family and the Moore family. Oh, Father, bring comfort, bring peace. We sometimes can't understand why, Lord, and and when we can't, please reassure us of your love, of your heart, and convince us that one day you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Please be very close to that family at this time. So Lord, please bless uh, this service, we ask it. Uh, May we have ears ready to hear and hearts willing to understand. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn now to our first hymn, You You Chose the Cross. The chorus says, I'm lost in wonder, I'm lost in love, I'm lost in praise forevermore. Because of Jesus' unfailing love, I am forgiven, I am restored. Let's sing together. thankful to have Chris Wright with us again this week but before he comes to speak to us uh, Brooke Mullen is going to share a little bit about the Langham partnership and we're going to watch a short video um, just just telling us a little bit more about the amazing work that they do after that Rachel uh, my wife is going to bring the reading to us and then Chris Wright is going to teach us from Joshua chapter 7.
1: Many of you will know the name John Stott, who was rector at All Souls in London for many years and also an author of some 50-plus books. He was also the founder of the Langham Partnership. During his extensive preaching tours in the 50s and 60s, he found that churches in what he called the majority world were growing numerically but often with little spiritual depth. And so it was that in 69 the langham trust came into being in order to provide literature and scholarships in response to this urgent need the name langham been taken from his church at langham place in 2001 langham partnership international was formally launched with chris wright as international ministries director having at that time taken over leadership of the overall ministry from John Stott. In 2003, Langham Preaching was added under the directorship of Jonathan Lamb. And so today there are three programmes within the partnership. Langham Literature, which provides books for pastors, theological students and seminary libraries. It also trains Indigenous writers to provide books in their own language. Langham Scholars offers scholarships towards doctorates in biblical and theological studies and then return them to their home countries as teachers and leaders. And Langham Preaching, as I mentioned last week, creates networks for ongoing training in biblical expository preaching. And in many countries, preachers' clubs have become very popular as an opportunity for sharing ideas and for fellowship. Preaching, literature, scholars. All three have solid scriptural precedents, as Chris pointed out in a recent article, in Timothy, Tertius and Apollos, respectively. The short video you're about to see will show what is happening today through Langham scholars in Brazil. The short video we are about to see will show you what is happening today through Langham scholars in Brazil. But before we start, can I just take the opportunity again to thank those of you who have been following Langham over the years with your prayers and practical support. And please do take time to visit the Langham website And now to Brazil. Thank you.
2: Do do Paraná. Ana Rosa is a very large neighborhood with 20,000 people and growing. I've lived here since I was born, 42 years ago. We have all the problems that a big city has drugs, prostitution, violence. To be a kid in this neighborhood means you have nothing to do unless you grow up on the streets. And if you do, you are in the hands of the drug dealers and traffickers. To be a kid here means to grow up by yourself because your parents are working. There's no place for sports, for recreation. Actually, it's kind of a forgotten place. When I was 16 or 17, I grew apart from my family and became a member of a gang. Some friends of mine were killed in 1994 and 1995 as a result of gang violence. When I got converted, we formed a Christian band for evangelism. Our evangelism was like street evangelism with drug addicts, prostitutes, people on the street, So a friend of mine, he was a student at South American Theological Seminary, and he invited me to attend the last day of class. This guy named Antonio was teaching. He was teaching things that I don't readily see in the Bible, like context, who was talking. So it was fascinating to me, because I had never seen those things in the Bible. So I would wonder, how does he know those things? I know he knows these things, but where is he getting them from? so my friend told me you know he's the director of the school the director of the seminary so then I asked him what is a seminary what is it so I became desperate and I thought I need to know the things I need to know what this guy knows
3: My name is Antonio Carlos Barro. I live in Londrina, Brazil, and I'm married for 40 years now. And I have a daughter and a son. God used my life to establish a seminary in Brazil that is called South American Theological Seminary. And I am a Langham scholar. My passion is to see the church being active in the transformation of society. I go to church, and the guy is saying, oh, God loves you. Yeah, but how? Because love, in one sense, is abstraction. It's the mission of the church to show in concrete ways how God loves them. So when they see the church doing things for them, they will point to God, oh, God loves me because of the church. So my question was always no, is he working today? Is God doing something today? That's the mission of the church, to show that God loves people. It's something that has
4: been in in John Stott's mind forever. The idea of applying uh, a missiological perspective to theology.
3: Like, mission is the core. Marcio came to our school around the year 2000. And when he came, I remember when I met him the first time and I saw him, he had uh, piercings, tattoo, And so I asked him, can I help you? And he says, yeah, I want
2: to take a, a degree here. In my time at South American Theological Seminary, I learned that the end of teaching was not the church or the local church, but a transformation of society to go beyond the work of the church. That was exciting to me, to see that the gospel was something else, not just some kind of prayer meeting, but actually, reaching out to the needs of the people around me. I rented a house, and I started to bring people into the house. It was a refuge, a safe place for them, and this became the beginning of our church.
4: He had like a big group of people to minister and, and also to serve. Why don't you be uh, strategic? Let's do one thing. Try to avoid people to become a criminal or a prostitute. And so let's start with the kid.
2: Uh, at night we couldn't go out of our homes because of the fights and the shooting so if the refugio was not here I wouldn't be here doing this interview I would probably be trafficking or in jail or dead so refugio means everything to me those kids there they have hope now when they come to refugio they can now see a future What is really exciting is when I go out and I get a hug from one of the kids. This is one of the biggest payments I could ever receive. And then, the 20 years working here is paid in full.
4: Because of SATS, theological education is stronger in Brazil. Without the help of Langham, we couldn't do it. It, it's, it's all connected. You, you have Antonio, you have myself. Think about what, what we're going to happen to a ministry. That's still England, it, right? It's just like the metaphor of the, the, the mustard seed.
2: Tony was betting on me against the odds, and that's why I'm here, he has been an inspiration to me. He's a dreamer, he's a visionary, and that makes me want to be a dreamer and a visionary as well. To those of you who are watching this video, I would say thank you for helping him. Obrigado. <laughs>
5: reading today is from Joshua chapter 7. Israel defeated at Ai. But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things, for Achan, the son of Carmi, son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth-Avon, east of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy out the land, and the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, "Do not have all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not make the whole people toil up there, for they are few." So about three thousand men went up there from the people, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about thirty six of their men, and chased them before the gate as far as Shebarim, and struck them at the descent. And the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening, he and the elders of Israel. And they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God! Why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all, to give us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would that we had been content to dwell beyond the Jordan. O Lord, what can I say when Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and will surround us and cut off our name from the earth. And what will you do for your great name? The Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I have commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. Therefore, the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for destruction. I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. Get up. Consecrate the people and say consecrate yourselves for tomorrow for thus says the Lord God of Israel there are devoted things in your midst. O Israel you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the devoted things from among you. In the morning therefore you shall be brought near by your tribes and the tribe that the Lord takes by lot shall come near by clans. And the clan that the Lord takes shall come near by households, and the household that the Lord takes shall come near man by man. And he who is taken with the devoted things shall be burned with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he has done an outrageous thing in Israel. So Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel near tribe by tribe, and the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought near the clans of Judah, and the clan of the Zerahites was taken. And then he brought near the clan of the Zarahites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. And he brought near his household man by man, and Achan the son of Karmai, son of Zabdi, son of Zerah, and of the tribe of Judah, was taken. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord God of Israel, and give praise to him, and tell me now what ye have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua, Truly I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel and this is what I did. When I saw among the spoil a beautiful cloak from Shinar and 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, then I coveted them and took them. And see, they are hidden in the earth inside my tent with the silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and behold it was hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. And they took them out of the tent and brought them to Joshua and to all the people of Israel. And they laid them down before the Lord. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah, and the silver and the cloak and the bar of gold, and his sons and his daughters, and his oxen and donkeys and sheep, and his tent and all that he had. And they brought them up to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why did you bring trouble on us? The Lord brings trouble on you today. And all Israel stoned him with stones. They burned them with fire and stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones that remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his burning anger. Therefore, to this day, the name of that place is called the Valley of Acor.
3: I hope you can keep Joshua 7 open in front of you as we look at it together. Let's pray as we begin. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak to us again through your word. Even through a difficult chapter like this, we ask that you would teach us what it is that you have for us to learn from it, through the help of your Holy Spirit. For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.